Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 26th of September. We're almost down to the finish line. I think the first is next. Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday will be the 1st of October, so I guess there's still some time. I always feel that rush at the end of the month. Um, Today was a new one on my part. I normally set up the show after the day's show prior, or sometimes I'll try to do them a week in advance on a good week, but I forgot to set up today's show. And it, I had I came in to sign on to the show to realize there was no scheduled show. So thank God I got on a little early and I found out that that happened. And boom, here we are. So welcome today. Um, today is Dream Theme Thursday and I have a ton of dreams. So we're going to get started. I have a first dream. It says, good morning, Nadia. If time, I had a dream the other day and I would like to remain anonymous. My brother was walking around his former house, and he was very sick before he passed. In the dream, he looked as sick and much older than he actually was in real life. He's walking around very slowly in his house, and everything looks as if it's been through a major earthquake. I look outside, and it's picturesque a perfect-looking day. My eldest sister is in another room and tells me to help find him something, but I don't know what it is. Finally, I follow him into the office, and everything is shambles, and again, outside is so beautiful. All along, my brother is mumbling, and it's not coherent. That's it. Thanks so much, Nadia, and love you. That's kind of one of those dreams, like I call them like the attic dreams. You know, it's like all this stuff that's stored in the attic. It's in the corner in our mind, and it just comes out. It it comes out with how we feel this person was or left. But it doesn't mean that they were in shambles or it was that way. But sometimes the feelings that we get, I, I have to tell you guys, our bodies, don't lie. We get feelings that sometimes take us years to catch up to and say, oh, my God, I really felt that. Or, oh, wow, I actually knew more than I thought I knew. And when we start to feel a little disorganized in our own lives, like too much is going on, that's why I call it the addict dreams that it's like everything is going on there you go in there and there's stuff from all parts of your life and it's all coming together because it's culminating before you start another life and it's not like you die and you start again but you're it's like almost like a leaf turning over so you're the same person you've just hit that million baby steps you're on to a new journey But before you get there, there's a lot of cleaning up that needs to take place prior to that happening. And this is almost like that prelude, like, hey, but, you know, you died and things are still a mess. And wait a minute, what's what's going on? But then 
and you walk out and it's beautiful. And this dream, believe it or not, he's done you a favor in this dream, is letting you know there's light at the end of the tunnel. Once you get through all the things you need to do, you're going to walk out and see that beautiful, picturesque part of life. And you're going to stay there. But before you get there, let's straighten up our things. And you may be at the tail end of it all, and this is the light at the end of the tunnel. Even though your sister was in another room and asked you to help him find something, it's you that's finding things. But you just, at times, get overwhelmed, and you don't know where to look, and everything is there, and you will walk out of all the stuff you are doing now into that picturesque life. It doesn't mean that life will be perfect. Everyone always thinks, well, I hate this life now, but it'll be perfect one day. It'll just be the beauty you have worked for, that you're going towards. Kind of an interesting way to tell you something because in it, it sounds like clutter and it sounds like a mess and it sounds overwhelming and it sounds scattered. But really, it's just saying, hey, you know what? You're almost done. All that mess is going behind you. You're going to walk out that door. I know dreams are extreme. I know that whatever the mumbling and non-coherence of your brother is all the chatter that you actually don't want to deal with, but you have to right now. But you're getting there. You're getting there, and you're really, 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 really close. It's almost done. So I hope that helps. And I also hope that you get to see, and in, in, in your dreams, sometimes dreams that aren't real crazy, like people aren't flying and snakes and dogs aren't chasing you and all of that, those dreams, they tell us a lot because they're very gentle and, and you kind of would overlook this dream, like, eh, okay, not a big deal. But your family, they're watching out for you. They never leave. They leave here. So, yes, they do leave physically. But we all know now that, well, I don't know if everyone knows that, but people don't leave. They they go, and we will see them. And it's one of the most beautiful gifts in life when you can dream of them, and they're trying to tell you something, and the way that they tell you, you may not understand. But yet there's a comfort that you saw them. And sometimes that's all people leave with if someone doesn't talk to them about their dream or whatever it was that was going on in it. So this is a very comforting, like, hey, you know what? You're going to make it. You're going to make it through this. You're like 10 steps ahead of me, way ahead of me. Look at my mess. You're almost done, and you're going to walk out that door. And there you have it. So I hope that that helps you and that you also feel like you're going to be getting to the end of whatever it is that's going on in your life. I have another dream, and it's, I don't know if it's anonymous or not, so I'm not going to say, but I will start reading it. I dreamed that my husband and me 
were in a cool car. He was driving, but with his eyes closed. I had to tell him where to go, and even as I alerted him to a blue car in front of us, and he turned left, he still bumped into it, and we almost had an accident. There was a hotel ahead and some others to the right down a pathway by the river. I said we could go there too, but they'll probably be too expensive and deep inside. I knew there was no real point in asking, although they'd be nicer. There had been a white, really cool car behind us, which was flown by, flown instead of driven, by a rich man, yet it could also fly. He owned the hotel. The lady from the hotel chain welcomed us. The hotel was lovely with an antique-style interior. My husband said that it was not acceptable for us to be paying him that much money and for him to just be using it to fly the white jet car for fun as we hadn't been informed that they had been, they had been calculated in when we booked the room. I was looking out the window in the roof and thinking to myself, I tried to see it this way, but I couldn't shake off the thought that really, of course, the rich guy would have an expensive hobby. That's what rich guys did. They didn't have a hotel chain for nothing. If we'd worked that hard and had a hotel chain, we'd also use the income to have some fun. If you could look at it that way, it was not justified, but if you looked at it my way, then it was the most normal thing, and I didn't feel like I had the right to say anything. But of course, once my husband had talked to the lady, she responded very friendly with, I will look into it for you and her apologies. Once in the hotel room, there was a Damon, Damon from the vampire, oh, there was Damon from the vampire diaries who looked cute. I wasn't sure if I loved him or my husband. My husband said I didn't love him. I tried to prove it by pointing out that The Lord of the Rings had always been my favorite movie and how I felt about it, but he said that didn't mean I loved Lord of the Rings. There was some kawaii kawaii things that looked like donuts. I loved how they looked, too. I said sorry that I don't love him, but he said it doesn't mean you don't love me. It just means now you've got some options. I don't quite understand, but he brought over the donuts and we ate them. Then he started kissing me. I was happy about it, but I felt like I was not even sure if I loved him or Damon, and I thought he would have given me some time first to figure it out first. Although I still had a donut in my mouth when I felt his tongue, like I was not ready, I thought I wouldn't it wouldn't be more disgusting for him rather than me because he now got to feel all the, ew, munched up donuts, spits in my mouth. Then he started, wait. I don't know if I can continue reading this. I'll read the last paragraph. Then he started touching me, but when I made a noise, he said, what the hell, in a tone as if something was wrong with me and I felt like I was weird. So I was not clear either if he liked me or not. Wow, what am I going to say to all of that? There's one thing I'm going to say. There's a vacillating pendulum between you and your husband. Even though you're married, whether or not you guys love each other. 
bottom line. What did you guys get married on? Do you guys love each other or don't you? The fact that that is a question that keeps coming up over and over again in just one dream with him and his eyes closed driving a car and you telling him where to go? Is only one of you running the relationship and the other one resentful? Are there control issues here where it's all about, well, proving love? Are all the conversations going back to ground zero every day? Just like in in a relationship where people don't question whether or not they love each other, they're able to go on and build a life because that's like the no-brainer, the given. But if you stay at do you love me or not, that takes so much energy trying to prove, trying to feel, trying to know. If you two can't figure out if you love each other, no matter what you do, you don't feel settled in it. And throughout this dream, there's questions, 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 and finger pointing, whether it's between the two of you or the hotel guy, or when you drive, it's running the relationship. I don't know how it feels to allow yourself for so long to not know if you can answer that question. That has got to lend itself to a lot of drama. I have seen relationships where people are constantly trying to prove their love to each other. And it is exhausting. And the reason it's exhausting is just because You're going back to square one. There's no building a bridge to having a conversation that actually grows both of your souls. That's really based on truth. That truth is what's going to make your relationship thrive. It breaks my heart even to read the dream that it's all about do you love me or not. Think about your dream. Think about it. Ask yourself how long that's actually been going on. Because some of the things that you are looking for in life are embedded in that lack of certainty. 
it's not easy. It is exhausting, like I said. I have never met relationships that exhaust themselves more than the ones that don't know for sure if one or the other or even they love the other at all. Other people do not run our lives. Whatever is in each one of our lives is something we brought in. That's the self-accounting. What we do with what we know is huge. Because you sent in this dream and now you're going to hear this. And then afterwards you're going to go, well, Do I love my husband? Well, it's not the first time you're asking yourself that. The fact that it's coming up in your dream so blatant is because you're asking yourself so much that you're even trying to convince yourself in your dream. And I'm going to go out on a limb to say, this goes back to you. You made a decision to be there. Do you question all your decisions? You second guess the things that you're doing. Not only are you to ask yourself if your heart is in the right place, but are you representing yourself well? Are you putting yourself in places or do you even know where you belong? So now I'm going to scale back even more to self-love. Self-love. When you can love yourself, you will recognize if the other person loves you or not. You will also recognize if you love the other person or not. And I know it sounds easy to say love yourself. That's why I'm doing the class on it, and and hopefully it will be out today. We had hiccups all week, but... um, I honestly was so busy this week. I thought this morning was Tuesday morning. It just was crazy. But take the class on self-love. I'm going to take the class on self-love, and it's my own class, because I want to know what it feels like to take it. And we're going to have a Facebook page set up for that, for the master class, the people who've taken it, and sign up for the class so we can discuss just self-love. And hopefully we can begin to develop the understanding and the feelings that come along with uncovering how you feel about yourself and being able to live with that and grow with it and grow from it. Because that dream was not all over the place, but it was all over the place at the same time. The message was consistent. I don't agree with this person. I don't know if I love this person, but I'm going to prove to them that I do. But how can I prove to them if I do, if I don't know if I do? And there you go, this this entire world of uncertainty to deal with. So take a moment, take a breath, 
ask yourself questions. What would I be doing in my life if I thought I really cared about myself? What would I do? Would I settle? Am I settling? Not for the other person because it has nothing to do with them. You chose them based on where you are at today. But what would I do if I didn't feel hang-ups about myself and about love? So I hope that that gives you some insight into that dream because that dream is very telling. So I have another one from our page on the radio page on Facebook, and it says Thursday Dream. And I think it's Susan, Susan from Germany. There we go. I keep dreaming. I forget my bicycle car while traveling, and I need to go back to fetch it. Then I wake up. That's a short dream, and she's got the hmm look. But all this saying is, is that, you know how sometimes we feel like we have to completely finish one thing before we start another and the new thing can't have anything to do with our old life or our old things and the old things are bad or become bad and the new things are good and only the new is going to help us and grow us and the old things aren't going to. But the reason you keep forgetting your transportation while traveling, when traveling is all about, all about transportation. You got to get there. The fact that you keep forgetting your transportation is telling you something. How do you get anywhere? It's all about process. It's all about not trying to fast forward. Being patient, breathing, while you're doing things, don't run so fast that you leave what's most important behind. Pace. I have to reel myself in on pace quite a bit because I understand process and I'm really good at it. I'm very good at saying, okay, in a month this will be done. I'm really good at that now, but I had to teach myself to do that. I had to teach myself to slow down. And how did I learn that? Because there were a lot of things I'd forget and once I'd get somewhere, I'd be like, gosh, something's missing. How did I miss that part? And it's because I was, I wanted the answer too fast, too bad. I wanted the answer to change my life. I wanted it to change my life. But what happened was, and it happened in Chicago, it happened before I moved to California, I realized that every winter, Chicago shuts down. You're lucky to go to work, go to school, do what you need to do, drive in the snow, make sure you get there safely, and it takes your whole day to do all of that. Go heat up your car. Turn it on for about 20 minutes before you drive. Get to where you're going. Do what you're doing. Drive back in the weather and in the snow. And it just was tedious. 
now that, wow, those are like quiet months. I won't see friends. I don't see people. It's like, you know, you spit out in March or April and your neighbor's five months pregnant, their hair grew, you know, they just, everybody's different, right? It's like we hibernate. But I learned to take advantage of that time. And I would say, oh my gosh, while I'm at school, I'll take an aerobics class and I'll do this and I'll do that because I was already there. And I learned to maximize my time where I went and enjoy people where I was. And I learned to pace myself that by the end of the winter, I will have finished another quarter of school. I will have. So I started looking at the end of what I would accomplish and that would motivate me in those months to continue working towards that goal. When you keep going back, it's because it's not about the forgetting part. It's what you're forgetting, which is the transportation. It's the most important part of your entire dream. How do you get there? How will you get there? How will you get there? So take a look at your life. Let's say you're looking at today. Tell yourself where you want to be in six months. And literally write out, even if it's week to week, not just what you have to do to get there, what anyone would have to do to get there. Because a lot of people think that they're smarter than others and that they will get to skip this. Well, I already know that. I want this. I want to know what I don't know. And you just drive yourself into a spin. I've been there. I know. But then what happens is when you reel yourself in and you can just Google, out of all things, how does someone set up a garden? What do you need to start? How long does it take? Slow yourself down into the process. Take that process in and allow yourself to see it step by step. Forgetting your transportation is telling you don't run so fast that you miss the good parts. The good parts are the process. I know people say it's not the answer and it's the journey and all that. Well, however we say it, doing it will teach you that. Those sayings aren't sayings for nothing, but when they become sayings, we forget what they mean. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the journey. Oh, yeah, 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 it's not the answer. Oh, yeah, it's self-love. Yeah, it is self-love. And, yeah, it is the journey. And, yes, it is the process. We're not that different than any of our ancestors. It's just different things that we're doing. We probably couldn't live in their times because we don't know the nuances of 100 years ago or even 50 years ago. 
We could read about it all day long. We don't know the nuances. And somebody from another time, and somebody from another time wouldn't be able to live today because of the nuances. I see something going on in the chat that I really don't like. I have two people arguing with each other, and now we're down to swearing. Imagine. Imagine. Just because of a difference of opinion. Everyone has the right to a different opinion. But name-calling is saying that you don't, you don't care about anyone. You just care about what you think because what you think is right, and that's not okay at least not in my chat, so I would, I would like it to stop, if it can, please. Knowing who we are tells us what we don't accept and what we accept. So thank you for stopping, at least for now. And if you wanna do that again, Don't do it here. Okay. There we go. There we have it for today. Thank you guys for your dreams. Sorry that was the distraction, but I saw some words on there that I was like, hey, wait a minute. That is not okay. I don't care what the excuse is. We can excuse it, but we've got to be, we got to be, we got to be good to each other. That's the whole bottom line of life. All right, you guys, I'll see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.